0: We're going to talk about my predictions for the biggest camp battles in Sun Devils camp on this edition of the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. You are Locked On Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Richie Bradshaw, and I will be your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils. Thanks for tuning in. Special shout out to my everydayers who are here every day. And as always, making us your first listen of the day. Wherever you're getting those podcasts hit, like, and subscribe. Turn on notifications so you get an update whenever we post new content. And stay in touch with that content by following me on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it, at Richie brads 36 and the podcast as well at LO underscore Sun these days, every potential new hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com/slash locked on college. Terms and conditions apply. All right, guys, uh, we got we got one more full week of camp. Essentially, well, I, I think I think training camp is over, but we still have a week of practices before we get into the meat and potatoes of Sun Devils football, which is next Thursday. Not this Thursday, but next Thursday. In 10 days, we have Sun Devils football kicking off against Southern Utah. So naturally, we're looking to get these positions filled out, figured out, and then move forward with who's going to be the starters and who's going to be the primary backups. And I'm here to go ahead and predict that for you guys. I tried not to stray off the path too much. Like, you're not going to see me predicting, like, the the guys that you really like were like, whoa, wow, I didn't see that coming. Like, don't get me wrong. Put a lot of thought into this. I definitely was going over some guys and seeing if there was any situations that like I might sub some guys in and out. But ultimately, this is the way that I think the uh, first official depth chart is going to go out for the beginning of the season for the team. If you guys are looking on YouTube, you can see on the right hand side of my screen all of the positions we're going to go through. If you're not, let me run through it for you. We're going to be discussing the second running back behind Cameron Scadabo, the starting slot receiver, the starting offensive line from left to right, the starting two linebackers, the number two corner across from Row Torrance, the two safeties, and of course, the starting quarterback. And had to save the quarterback for last, best for last. You guys know how it goes. <clears throat> Excuse me getting over a cold. All right, let's go ahead and dive into it. We're going to be splitting these guys up, obviously, as we go through, but we'll go ahead and start at the top of the list, which is running back to uh, this. This is a position that was really, really fun to watch for the Sun Devils during training camp. I felt like there was a lot of guys that put a lot of effort to be able to get onto the field, and there were definitely some guys who stood out and found a way to give themselves an opportunity to be able to get some significant snaps for the upcoming season. Now, with that being said, Abo is undoubtedly the number one running back here. He's got the most experience. He's got the most playtime. He is also incredibly talented. He's someone who can catch the ball out of the backfield. He can line up. He can run between the tackles. He can bounce it outside. And of course, he scores touchdowns. Looked great in spring ball. Looked equally as great in training camp. He's number one without a doubt. But beyond him is where we start having our conversations and our questions about guys. So ultimately, it feels like it's really down to three players here. Those being the Carlos Brooks, Tevin White, and Kyson Brown. I really like George White and what he was able to, or George Hart, excuse me. I like what George Hart was able to put together in training camp. I do think there's a role for him. I just don't know how big it is. Same for Javon Jacobs. You know, he's still learning the position. He's probably a year away from being able to be considered a full-time starter. I do anticipate him to have a lot of opportunities in the past game, but not so much as like one of the primary runners for the team. And the Sun Devils, even though they're under new coaching now, still have that value on having a number two back. So I think I'm going to go with the veteran guy here with the Carlos Brooks, but I'll tell you what, and White is breathing right down his neck. White has looked absolutely outstanding and after taking that redshirt season uh, last year to be able to come in and be more developed and evolved and look like a very good running back and you know Sean Aguano has said he feels he's the most talented guy on this roster and I tend to agree I think that Tevin White looks like an absolute soup now I, I won't say superstar he looks like a star in the making for the team and I I went back and forth between him and Brooks as the number two running back. Ultimately going with Brooks because I just feel like they're going to go with the veteran guy, but I definitely think Tevin White is in for a big season. And then of course, look out for Kyson Brown, who I've talked about many, many, many times before looking at the slot receiver. Look, I I think we got the, the outside receiver figured out. Elijah Badger is definitely the number one receiver, the X receiver, if you prefer uh, Xavier Guillory, also definitely the number two receiver across from Badger. Those two have just been absolutely outstanding together. The slot receiver battle has been a lot more intense than I think anybody was anticipating it to be. Between Giovanni Sanders and Melcon staval Stavall is just, dude, He he looks like he's going to be on the football field a lot this year. He's making really tough catches. He's able to create separation from the defensive backs, like, He definitely looks like somebody that you're just going to have a really hard time keeping him on the bench and justifying that decision to not get him out on the football field. He's going to be someone who you're going to get out there a lot. Of course, Giovanni Sanders, also very, very good. And he's he's someone that I wouldn't be surprised if he got work both outside the slot and inside. And that also leads to an opportunity where you get Sanders and Stavall in the field at the same time. And honestly, I feel like those are your top four receivers. I think at the end of the day, Badger, Guillory, and then some order of Sanders and Stavall are probably your top four receivers right now over Omear, over Tyson, over Andre Johnson. Like these guys to me look like the, the top four guys on the roster that you would want to roll with for your depth chart going into the year. But to decide the starting slot receiver, I'm going with the guy who's been here just a little bit longer, with Giovanni Sanders, I was really torn, man. And like At the end of the day, this one feels like a coin flip, like you could truly go either way because Stavall has looked so good in camp. But I am going with Sanders, the guy who has a little more familiarity with the team. And again, I understand it's a new staff and all that, but he still knows the guys that he's working with and how to work with them. And I think that's going to be one of the things that ultimately separates the two of them. But like I said, I feel like Stavall and Sanders could be interchangeable in the slot, I feel like you could also see them get time on the outside to be able to get them both on the field. And then for four receiver sets, that's your three and your four right there in any order that you want to come up with. Let's go ahead and go through the offensive line here next. This one, I really didn't stray too far off the path. I feel like there's definitely guys that we we have highly anticipated to be in those full-time roles we can go ahead and start on the left side. It's his, it's his eye of glass. Like there, there's no switching that up. He's a junior. He's the local kid. He's a former, not like super highly touted prospect, but I mean, he was anticipated to be a pretty good player for the team. He's developed slowly and I'm hoping that this is the year that everything comes together for him, but it it's definitely his job to lose. Like, He's going to be able to go into the season and play quite a while. If not the whole year without really that fear of getting benched, unless he's just atrocious. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it, but he's a glass definitely a starter at left tackle on the interior. I'm going, I'm going um, at left guard with uh Sione for fin- now. He, he has gotten a lot of work rotating in with different guys. Uh, we've seen, We've seen Max Ionacre as one of the primary guys that's gotten a lot of time there as well. But I think that uh, Sioni Finale is going to be the starter there. I feel like we've seen him more. He's played well. I like him there. Center, Sleep Fontanu. He's looked the best, and it's not close. Ben Bray has really struggled during camp with snaps, and there's been a lot of bad snaps. And I think that you're going to appreciate Ben Bray for the depth that he provides for you. But at the end of the day, you're gonna look at Ben Brain. You're gonna you're you're gonna feel like you can have that upgrade. And I believe that Lee Fontanu is that guy who provides that upgrade for you. Right guard, Joey Ramos. Ramos looks like perhaps the best interior lineman the team have right now. He's got that can-do attitude and the beat your you know what attitude from the interior that you're looking for out of your guards. I think that Ramos could potentially be the best offensive lineman that you have on this team right now. I certainly don't have any doubts with him. He looks healthy. He looks confident. And if he is healthy, then he's definitely going to be one of the starters for your team this year. Right. Tackle final spot on the offensive line. I actually am straying off the path just a little bit. I'm going with Emmett bully at right tackle again. He's gotten a lot of work with the first team, and I think that he's looked pretty quality for what he's been able to provide for you. I won't say that he's like your cornerstone guy. I won't say that you got bookends with him and Isaiah Glass. I won't say that he's going to be someone that starts the whole year, but I do think that he's definitely going to start the season. It helps that he was here last year. It helps that he's worked with some of the other guys on the line, like Isaiah, like Ben Bray, like Joey Ramos. Like there is that little bit of continuity that he provides for you as someone who's coming back. And again, he's gotten a lot of first team reps. He's done quality work when he's been out there. This is the guy that I think you roll with at least to start the season. Like, again, none of these guys I necessarily feel are going to be the full-time starters or like the full-time number twos or number threes on the depth chart, whatever, whatever that may end up being. There's definitely going to be a lot of rotation and there needs to be a lot of rotation. So end of the day, This is probably where I feel the most confident for these guys being able to at least uh, start the season as potential starters for the team or depth or anything like that. That's how I'm feeling about guys on offense. These days, every potential new hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. And that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. And you can do it so quick, you can do this in minutes have it set up. And once you do that, add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. And of course, getting that right team member can be an absolutely immeasurable positive impact for your business. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. Thanks for tuning in guys, wherever you get those podcasts, like subscribe, turn on notifications. Remember, we're giving you the free content and the background to everything you want to know about this program. All right. Let's go ahead and flip to the defensive side of the ball. Look, I, I I think that the defensive line is pretty much figured out for the most part. We really haven't seen them stray too far off from what we've seen. We we very consistently, we're seeing BJ Green and Clayton Smith starting at edge and Anthony Cooper and Deshaun Mallory starting on the interior. Yes, there's lots of rotation, but if we're talking specifically about like the the starters on the team, those are the four. I really don't see that changing at all. There'll be lots of rotation. You know, Prince Dorbaugh, Aaron Stansbury have looked good on the edge. CJ Fight has looked dominant on the interior, but those definitely feel like rotation guys right now. But a linebacker, this is where it's really interesting to have a conversation about how this is all going to shake out for the team. And ultimately, I think that you probably go with the two guys you're most familiar with, which of course is Will Schaefer and Trey Brown. Brown makes the most sense. He's come into this program as someone who's worked under Brian Ward and the defense he ran at Wazoo last year. He is the most veteran senior graduate on the team, even though it's his first year here. He's got the most experience of any guys. And quite frankly, not a lot of these guys have a ton of playing experience, but Trey Brown, even though he wasn't like this full-time starter in his entire career for the Cougars, he still brings a lot more playing experience than anybody else here. He's definitely one of the starters. The spot next to him, I'm going with Will Schaefer because I think that Schaefer has brought that edge with him to practice. And he's, he's somebody that really has stood out to me. And like, I really have been impressed with what Schaefer has been able to put on the football field. And I'm really looking forward to what he can do this upcoming season. As a potential full-time starter. Is it scary? Of course it's scary. He hasn't seen the ball or the the field as much. And that's really the case for a lot of these guys, though. So I look at I look at Will Schaefer. I feel the most confident with him. I do, of course, want to throw in there's going to be a really good rotation. Like James Jonkum and Caleb McCullough, McCullough especially, have gotten reps with first team. McCullough was a guy that I almost went with over Schaefer, but I ultimately edged out number eight over number 22. And then Crew Jackson is someone I've talked about before. He's getting a lot of reps out there. I think that's going to be more of the same. I expect Crew Jackson to get a lot of opportunities this year for the team. The number two corner across from Roe Torrance. That's his name. This was a really, really difficult decision that I had to ultimately come down to and honestly I still don't know how I feel about it because there's there is such a great competition that has been going on between Mason Williams and Ed Woods Ed Woods was getting a lot of first team reps towards the end of last season but he went into this year in a very very tight competition with Mason Williams who has really stood out and the problem is they have both looked good They have both looked good. There's truly no distinctive separation between the two guys, which is why you feel like they're going to go with Ed Woods to be the full-time starter. I am so 50-50 on it. I truly, look, in my notes, I've got Mason Williams written down. I think that might be the route you go. But it's just so difficult to pick between the two. If you ask me who my heart says, it's Mason Williams. If you ask me what I believe will happen, like more of a thought process, probably Ed Woods. I don't think you can go wrong either way. I think that they've both played very, very well, exceptionally well for what their standards were. And there's not too many outside forces that are coming into play here. Like they've been the guys that are getting the first team reps rotated in. They've been the number one corners for second team when they're not on first team. They're both redshirt juniors, so it's not like you're going with a youth movement with one of the guys. It's not like you're going with somebody who has uh, played more college football. Like They both have gotten equal amounts of experience and equal amounts of time with the starters. I think, yeah, I'll, I'll probably have to go with Ed Wood's here. My heart says Mason Williams. The thought process says Ed Wood's. I think ultimately you kind of give the edge to the guy who got more starting reps last year, but you can't go wrong either way. And I wouldn't be surprised either way for one of these guys being the starter. Finally, we'll go into the secondary looking at the safeties. Look, I don't know what's going to happen with Alfred. Alfred is currently going through Xavier and Alfred, by the way, is currently going through an appeal to, be able to play this upcoming year. To my knowledge, nothing has been settled yet. And if it has, then I totally missed it with being sick over the weekend. But we're waiting to see what happens there. If he does play this year, he is a starting safety without a shadow of a doubt. Across from him, it's really between Chris Edmonds and Shamari Simmons. And look, Edmonds played last year with the team. He led the team in interceptions. He is... The returning lead tackler for the team, he finished fifth last year. The four guys ahead of him are no longer on the team. He's got a lot of experience. He's a very good player at Stanford two years ago before he transferred to ASU. I really like him. There's a lot of love for Shamari Simmons too, though, and Simmons has looked very, very good. And he's also very, very consistently been running with the first team, guys. I would tell you probably 70 to 80% of the first team reps have gone to Alfred and Simmons, which is why I'm going with Simmons. This is a similar situation to corner though. Like my heart says Chris Edmonds and I absolutely adore Chris Edmonds. I think that this is a, a player that is so much better than people realize and somebody who can make a much larger impact than he is going to be given credit for, especially as somebody who can record those turnovers but Simmons has also looked very very good and someone who's been very very comfortable and you know as a excuse me as a redshirt senior coming from Austin P lots of playtime experience for him there I don't know I again just like the corner spot my heart says Chris Edmonds I think logically I don't even want to say logically like just the thought process based off of everything that you've been seeing with who's getting the starting reps and who's who's getting all the opportunities and who's had the most playtime experience, like it feels like Simmons is just that guy. Honestly, I feel like you could probably see a rotation between the three safeties, and if Alfred doesn't play, then Edmonds is definitely the second guy. Plus, you got to remember that Montana Warren, who has looked exceptional. Is going to be out for at least six weeks with a shoulder injury, so that also really kind of solidifies your safety competition between three guys and potentially just two guys. You know, Josiah Cox is somebody who is probably going to be brought around, brought about slowly. Everybody else on the roster, I feel, is pretty much a corner. Like Roman Rashada has gotten a lot of playing time. I don't really see him playing deep safety. D Ford, like, potentially could. I know Jordan Clark is probably your other top option, but Clark feels like someone that you want to be able to line up in the nickel or even in a pinch push push him outside. I don't know that you necessarily want to uh pigeonhole him at any point of the defense. And he got some starts at safety last year. So Jordan Clark's really the only other guy that I could see kind of competing for a starting role here, especially if they want to be able to get him and D Ford on the field consistently. But end of the day, we're going with Alfreds playing until further notice. If, If I miss something, please let me know because I just have been sick as a dog and have not noticed. But that's pretty much where I'm going for the safety spot as far as who I think will start the season. All right, guys, we have one more position to talk about now. And it of course is the quarterback spot. But before we get that far, thank you as always for tuning in. And remember wherever you get those podcasts to hit like and subscribe and turn on notifications because we're giving you free content every day for the team that you love the most. Quarterback. This is the most highly anticipated spot. We're all waiting to see how it's gonna, how it's going to fall apart. Or not fall apart, fall. I, I don't know. I, I can't think straight Fall together I suppose. But th- it, it's two guys because Drew Pine is going to be sidelined for a little while. Hopefully not too long. I think we're hoping for four weeks at most. Maybe a little longer than that with a hamstring injury. It's between Jaden Rashada and Trenton Borgay. You can make a legitimate argument for either one because Borgay has got a lot of reps with first team. He's somebody who has experience with the guys that he's throwing the ball to, whether it's Elijah Badger or Jalen Conyers. Borgay makes the most sense from that standpoint. However, Jaden Rashada makes the most sense, period, for this team. He's got more upside than any other quarterback on this roster. He is, as I have described him, the prized possession of the beginning of the Kenny Dillingham era. He can do everything for you. He can run. He's got a cannon. He's someone who looks to throw more than he looks to run. He can do so many different things, whether it's in the pocket or off script. He does so much for you. And honestly, this is a Sun Devils team that with such low expectations, should be looking at somebody who could bring the most upside to the team. Which is why ultimately I'm going with Jaden Rashada as the week one starting quarterback. And of course, to continue our, what's the right word? Our, not a trend, but like our tradition. There you go. Our tradition of having the week one starting quarterback wear the number five jersey. It's been going on for seven years. You go back to the beginning of the Manny Wilkins era. He was here three years. Jaden Daniels was here three years. And then, of course, last year, Emery Jones was donating number five for the start of the year. Rashada, where number five? It's It's poetic. It's poetic. This is the guy that I'm going with. Now, will he start the whole year? Who knows? Is it going to be great? Who knows? Maybe he comes out and he's one of the best freshmen in the country. Or maybe he comes out and you're like, yeah, that's a freshman. and He's learning like. We'll figure it out, but. You just need somebody to be in there that is going to be able to fill out stands. And as I have said, bring that kind of upside to your team that four doesn't necessarily bring. And I love Trenton Borgay. I love the story behind him. I love the person that he is. I think he's just such a genuine guy and somebody that I want to see the opportunity for him to play this year. But when you have to talk about everything else that's going on, everything that the team is trying to figure out, Rashada feels like he makes the most sense as a week one starter. Now, if Borgay is, I am not surprised at all, because he's experienced, and he's somebody that fans can gravitate to. But ultimately, when you ask me to make my prediction... I am going with Jaden Rashada as the team's starting quarterback this year, at least for week one. What do you guys think of these different positions that I laid out? Who do you think is going to be starting? Are there any other positions that I missed that you're curious how those position battles are going to shake out? Let me know in the comments on YouTube, or you can hit me up on Twitter slash X at Richie Brad 36 and the podcast as well at LO underscore Sun levels. But guys, I thank you as always for tuning in. Wherever you get those podcasts, hit like and subscribe, turn on notifications so you get an update whenever we post new content. As far as content goes this week, tomorrow's, uh, tomorrow's podcast, we'll be looking at the things that I'm going to be looking for in our last week of practice before the start of the year. And then Wednesday and Thursday, we'll be recapping practices from Tuesday and Wednesday that I was able to go to. I imagine we find out the starting quarterback probably Thursday. So Friday, pending anything else, we'll be breaking down the starting quarterback for the team. Till then, I will see you guys next time, and you keep it locked right here on Locked on Sun Devils.